What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Paul Anthony here with the Word of the Day podcast. Yes, the Word of the Day podcast. I'm here with my oldest daughter, Selah, and we're going to be talking about the Word of God. Tune in. It's the word of the, it's the word of the, it's the word of the, word of the, word of the day. It's the word of the day, it's the word of the day. So glad you guys can join us today on this wonderful quarantine week. Uh, hope everyone is doing well. Um, yeah, Faith Over Fear Part 2. Uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about um, that concept a little bit more. I had the opportunity to be at home a lot and kick it with the family. And my daughter's like, I want to be on your podcast. I said, bet we'll make that happen. So, uh, like I said last time, uh, you know, in this world that we're living in right now, especially with the coronavirus and everything, like the world is living in fear. We need to remind ourselves of the word of God. So this coronavirus is really freaking people out. People are pulling out of stocks. They're loading up on guns. They're just buying so much toilet paper. It's ridiculous. I went to the store and I just went to go get children's Tylenol um, for my youngest as she's teething. And uh, yeah, none. We're talking zero, y'all. I'm not even... The off brand is gone. Like everything is gone. Like they wiped it clean. People, people be real out here. It's real. So we need to breathe, people. <laughs> we need to look at God's faithfulness in the past and be reassured for the future, right? And so let's just dive straight in uh, in the context of this. Let's talk about Joshua a little bit. And so before we talk about Joshua, we need to see. Uh, again, the Bible is one unified story that leads to Jesus. And we see that the Bible, uh, God's children, uh, Israel, uh, were enslaved for like over 40 years. And then Moses comes on the scene, signs, wonders, and miracles. And then, uh, during those times, uh, there's this young man that was with him all the time. Uh, and we have Joshua. So Joshua, uh, um, was in the promised land and, uh, all that good stuff. Um, we're going to go there and kind of talk about that. And so that's kind of where we're going. So we're going to lead through that. And so this isn't a full study on Joshua. It's just, uh, I asked my daughter, Hey, you know, what are you rocking out at Awana's right now? What's happening? And it was these popular verses. So, uh, Joshua one, nine, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 24, 24. The people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God and we will obey him alone. And so, again, history of Joshua is that he was under Moses' leadership. He saw God take uh, Israel out of slavery. That just, I'm telling you, y'all, that would have to be a sight to see. You know, you're born into a family and you just are making bricks or just slaves to Egypt, just doing whatever you do. And all of a sudden, you hear whispers of this man named Moses and then you're 
you're you're rushing out of Egypt uh, because uh, the firstborn died of 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 everyone that didn't have blood over uh, their doorposts, and you you're just like ready to go. It's like at night, and everyone's rushing, and your heart's racing, and then uh, you're heading towards the wilderness. You're in the wilderness, and then you hear that oh my gosh, there's uh, the, the Egyptian army's behind you and you're going, there's this cloud that will lead you by day and by night. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, you see Moses from a distance and he does this thing and you're just like, not sure. And there's all these, this noise and you're just like, what's going on. And then the waters of, of this, um, this river just flows up and then you walk across dry ground and I could only imagine if they could even see, I don't even know if it's daytime, it was probably nighttime, I don't even know what was going on, but just imagine Joshua just kind of looking like, oh my gosh, and you know, maybe see some sea creatures, you know what I mean, in the water, I don't even know, but then you walk across the dry ground and then you look back as a nation and you see the Egyptian armies coming at you and all of a sudden Moses lets down a staff like a gangster and then all the water just floods down and it just rushes and just murders all of the Egyptian army like I couldn't even imagine how that would be and then walking through the desert they're doing their thing in the desert you know people are whining complaining because it's the desert and it's hot right and people are whining and want some water and whatever. And Moses hits a rock and water comes out and uh, manna comes on the ground and this flake-like substance. And then uh, God actually provides quail and just all this stuff. But there's a lot of murmuring, complaining, and just like not even really sure. Finally, you hit this mountain, Mount Sinai. And man, what a sight that is. God comes down, thunder, lightning, all this stuff. And then um, Moses takes Joshua with him, goes up, does the thing, comes back down, sees the children of Israel wild out, worshiping some golden calf and walks through that whole thing. And then, you know, goes to war a few times, does the deal, succeeds, he scouts out the land, scouts out the land, finds that it's awesome. Him and Caleb are just like, this is it. This is it. And then everyone else is like, nah, this isn't it. And they don't listen to God and they are in the wilderness even longer. And boom, we have Joshua is now at the scene. He is the leader Moses has passed. Joshua is leading the charge. And so, whoa, the same God that spoke to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses is now speaking to Joshua. So there's some key points in Joshua that I think we can glean on in this coronavirus quarantine season that we're in. And one is the Lord abiding present as the key to strength and courage. The Lord abiding present as the key to strength and courage. Second, uh, the necessity of removing false God and worshiping God alone. So the necessity of removing false gods and worshiping God alone. And so um, 
what we're going to do is I'm going to go into my little interview mode and I, I pre-recorded this. So we're just going to kind of jump straight in and you're going to hear uh, the interview with Selah. Okay, so uh, tell us your name. My name is Sayla. And how old are you? Six. What's your favorite color? Turquoise. Oh. Uh, what do you like to play with the most in the house? Um, my family. Oh, okay. All right. You like playing with your family the most? What do we play that you like really enjoy? Uno, sorry, hide and seek. That's all I can think of. That's cool. That's cool. So you attend Awanas, right? Mm-hmm. So Awanas is a Bible study thing, and we're you... learning verses and about God. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you want to share with us what you're learning? Mm-hmm. Okay, what's your memory verse right now? Joshua 1-9 and Joshua 24-24. Oh, okay, girl. Go ahead. Joshua 1-9, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you? Joshua 24-24, and the people said to Joshua, be strong. We, we will serve in the Lord our God and obey him. Dang. Okay, so that first verse, that's that's really important. That first verse, what does that first verse mean to you? The first verse means to me, God, God is saying to Joshua, he's always going to be with him, be strong and courageous because he's going to be with him. Yeah, that means he's never alone. Um... How does it, do you like being alone? No. Okay, how does it feel that God would tell Joshua, do not be afraid, I'll be with you, be strong and courageous? How does that make you feel? Um, safe and strong and courageous. Yeah? So, you seem to really believe God's word, so you think he's real? Yes. And true? Yes. Okay, girl. Dang. Okay, and then what's that other verse? Tell me about that other verse. It's Joshua twenty four twenty-four. The people said to Joshua they will serve him the Lord the God and obey him. Mm. Obey so What does it mean to obey? Um do uh someone says okay and so if mommy and daddy tell you to go clean your room you're gonna do what clean my room okay so if the lord tells you to do something you're gonna just do it Ooh. okay so so this verse so it what it's saying is that like as for joshua and his household he's gonna serve the lord and so what would you say to those people that are listening right now that they don't really serve god right now but they're kind of listening to this and they want to be closer to God. What would you, how would you encourage them? Pray to God every night and day. Pray wherever you can and try to serve him more. Mm, that's really good. That's really good. Thank you, Sayla. I'm going to, I'm going to teach more about this. 
And um, this has been a good interview. That's cool. You should be on my podcast more often. Bye, everyone. <laughs> She's so cute. Ah, oh, love her. All right, so the remember uh, we had two points, two points out of these two verses. Um, Joshua one nine. Uh, this is my commandment. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. And so first point is the Lord's abiding presence as the key to strength and courage. So Joshua had a mission and was going into the promised land. And so the children of Israel were promised this land a long time ago by the Lord. Father Abraham was there, Abram, back then. And here's the land. You're going to go into it. And it took generation after generation after generation. And now it's Joshua's turn to finally, like, lead this in. And we're going in. And so um, what this land signifies is Eden. And Eden is where God and man rest, where perfection uh, was laid out. And so uh, God had this land uh, for the children of Israel uh, to dwell in, to be in, and then also ultimately to be a blessing. It wasn't just territorial here. Um, Now, if we look at the world map, it literally is in the middle of everything else. So we, we talk about the world and globally and just what that looks like. Just imagine missionaries coming out of uh, Israel. And that's exactly what happened. And then Jesus is on uh, the scene. Uh, Rome has oppressed uh, Israel uh, at the time and is taxing them heavily. Jesus is on the scene. Signs, wonders, miracles. Uh, he He purposely lays down his life so that we may find life in him. And so three days later, uh, he rose again. Uh, And then, uh, you know, some people are just really discouraged right now. I mean, they put their hope into Jesus and uh, they did all these things for three years. They gave up a lot of stuff. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Uh, He dies. He says he's going to die, but then he really dies. And you're just like, dang. And then he rises again from the grave. And so there's still people doubting. I don't even understand all that. I don't understand how you can see a dude dead and then he's alive and you're still doubting. But there were some people. They were still doubting. But Jesus came and told his disciples, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even into the end of the age. Paul, where are you going with this? We've been given a mission. Now, Joshua was given a mission. He was trained underneath Moses, right? Uh, and and he was like, hey, let, you're going to go into the promised land. And so we have this call from God that cannot be shaken, y'all. We have this mission, even with coronavirus, even with a world with all of its uncertainty, even when something else comes, because something else is going to come. Some natural disaster is going to happen. Some type of virus is going to happen again. Something is going to happen, okay, in this world. And we have to keep the mission the same. Go, proclaim, 
baptize and train. That is what he's calling us to do. So your busyness needs to be checked at the door, okay? And so we like to think, oh, we're busy, we're busy. Well, guess what, homie? Ain't nobody busy right now. We quarantined out here. We ain't busy. So how are we maximizing and utilizing our time here and now? And this goes on the faith versus fear. So we have faith in God that he's going to come through. So now that we have faith that God is going to come through, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen, right? And so if we have this faith in God that he's going to take care of us, then therefore we should be about the mission and the vision and the call that he's given us. And Christian, it doesn't change. It doesn't change. It's still the same. Go, proclaim, baptize, train. And what we have done prior before this coronavirus, Christian, is we were so busy in our own lives, doing our own thing, and not about the mission and the vision that God has given us. And we can't, all of us, we can't even say amen on that. We can't say amen on that. Because majority of us listening to this, we will just put money in a bucket. Or we, or, or you happen to be underneath, uh, um, some ministries that were like mine, or you've been underneath my ministry and you were able to go on a mission trip like almost every year and serve the poor and care for people. Praise God. But guess what? Living on mission is an everyday thing. And so if you're a youth student listening to this podcast, you already know the deal. I already told you the mission trip is just a training ground for everyday life. And so some of you, you've never even been on a mission trip before. You're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. We are supposed to proclaim the good news and not just put money in a bucket, ladies and gentlemen. We're not just going to pay the minister to do the deal. If anything, you're, you, when you give, right, you're giving to either a building to be funded so people can dwell and be safe and hear the word of the Lord, or you're paying for personal training in the Lord so you can press forward. Or you're helping out the poor and their need in this season and whatever it may be, right? And so you need to keep in mind, yes, you're pushing the vision forward through your finances. Please keep giving. Don't stop giving. Give sacrificially. Give radically. But I also need you to give of your time and of your energy to proclaim and give the name of Jesus and make disciples, y'all. Listen, there was a point in the early 2000s, we just thought it'd be so cool if we could just get everyone at church. Just as long as you hear this cool, cool dude, you're great. Just pray this prayer, you're straight. And that is not the case. The Bible calls us to disciple. Our, our This commission is to bring hope to a dying world. We are we have this living hope that dwells inside of us and his name is Jesus. And another way we can help out the world besides staying at home and staying healthy is giving people the good news of Jesus. The new streets, ladies and gentlemen, is called the internet. And we all have the internet. You cannot listen to this podcast unless you... Ha- unless you have the internet. And so boom, ding, 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 ding. You already have one of the key tools. And so with that key tool, how are you using this key tool called the internet? Hey, 
majority of you have social media. That's probably how you heard about this podcast. You need to proclaim the good news of Jesus on your social media. And you're probably thinking, hey, Paul, I don't want to be like you. Hey, Paul, I don't want to bombard people's feeds with, with all this Jesus stuff. Listen, listen, we cannot be ashamed of the gospel. We shouldn't be ashamed of posting something that says about Jesus when people are posting all types of things. We shouldn't pull back from maybe talking to a friend and getting in their DMs and saying, dude, what about this coronavirus, homie? Like, have you thought about eternity? Like, there's these things that we should just, we should be talking about. We should be presently online sharing the gospel and making disciples. Listen, we have enough technology that we can be proclaiming and discipling and training and giving hope to people. Go, Christian. Go. Key point, remember, is the Lord abiding present as the key to strength and courage. He will give you strength Encouraged now, just like Joshua, when he commanded him, hey, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid to discourage because of coronavirus. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so business has to be checked out the door. We have to remind ourselves that he lived, he died, he rose again to give eternal life to everyone at every at any time in history. As long as it's now, we should be proclaiming the name of the Lord. So people out here are scared right now. The coronavirus, people are putting a lot of their hope in the government. And thank God for the government. The government's doing a good job right now. I applaud our government and what we're doing. Um, I'm, I'm glad we're taking proactive um, action to better our health, even though if we're really going to be honest with each other, this is like basic health. And some of y'all haven't even been washing your hands, Right dudes listen to this y'all don't wash your hands my gosh and so now we're washing our hands praise the lord uh we're staying healthy we're we're trying to operate on that level so in the midst of this we should know that god has us covered now i'm not saying let's be ignorant and dumb okay the coronavirus we just go and just be dumb no i'm not i'm not i'm not saying that utilize the internet you can still do your social distancing you could still be about that life and we can listen to our government officials and still proclaim the name of the Lord. Now, when they start telling us we can't, that's a whole different podcast. Uh, that's a whole different teaching right there. But keep in mind, let's think of Joshua. Keep in mind the pressure that he had in this moment of time. He had to lead a nation, y'all. God has promised one day they will rule and reign over um, this world, um, as God's people. And so in revelation, uh, chapter 22, when all creation is restored and made perfect, this, this, this all leads back to Genesis, Genesis, then to Abraham and then to Joshua at this moment, if he gets this land, then this land could be a central point for the gospel to be spread into all the earth. And then boom, we jump to Gen uh, revelation 22 and then all creation will be made perfect. And so, so as believers, when we see the whole Bible fits together, we see the mission clearly, the great commission. It's not, it's not focusing on ourselves or our problems or issues, even though that's important. I understand a lot of you right now, 
Um, you know, some of you are affected because of pulling back from work and you're unable to get paid. Yes, we're supposed to be organized with our life. We're supposed to be on a budget. We're supposed to find a good job or find a job, but this isn't our main focus. Our main focus is Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And the God of the universe is with you. And why lose heart when he has been with you and has been with his people since the beginning of time? So if we confess to their mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, that means we're a child of God. This isn't some fairy tale. God has adopted us in. When we read Ephesians, which I encourage you right now, read Ephesians, read who you are in Christ. So know this God is with you. Be strong and courageous. Serve God. But when crisis hits, we lock down. We focus on ourselves. We, we are in this survival tactic mode. And again, this is natural. This is why we get up and we seek the Lord. Amen. Because we want to die to ourselves. As we take care of ourselves, what begins to happen is that we trust in things that aren't really God, but all the other things in our lives. And so when we're at home, what happens is, I don't know what you do at home. Maybe you just watch Netflix. Maybe you're online the whole time. Maybe you read a book. Maybe you do this. Maybe you do this. I don't know. But what begins to happen is that we begin to lean on things that God gives us as gifts and we create them and make them into idols or to gods or things that we worship. And now hear me, when we talk about idols, let's define idol first. Sorry. Idol is a physical representation of a deity usually used as an object of worship. Okay. Uh, so back in the day, uh, they would, you know, like the children of Israel, when Moses and Joshua came down, they saw children of Israel worshiping this golden calf. They were dancing around it. They were like, thank you for rescuing us out of slavery. And then that, that was an idol. They were physically worshiping a thing that God created, right? And so you don't really bow down to a lot of things and worship and dance in front of things. Uh, oh, wait, you do. Your phone. You look down at your phone and some of y'all on TikTok dance in front of your phone. Right? Until we worship this idol of phone. And listen, the phone is a good tool. It's a good tool. That's what it is, a tool. And we should label it that way. But what begins to happen, especially in this quarantine season, we idolize certain things and we worship them more than the God that we serve. And so our jobs, our relationships, we start to put our hope in certain things that shouldn't be that way. And we do that. This is what happens sometimes in isolation. When we isolate ourselves or we pull ourselves away, what begins to happen is we begin to put our hope in certain things. And Christian, the warning to you is this. Because you're safe at home and, and you know, you've already listened to this podcast, so you don't need to spend more time with the Lord. And so what begins to happen sometimes that you're like, you'll do your duty and then you'll just kind of move on and, and live life normal. And, and really the gospel should penetrate your mind, your heart, everything. Everything should be affected because of this. And so with that in mind, here's Joshua 24, 24. 
the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God. We will obey him alone. They said it. They're lying. They're lying. If you read your Bible more, they all oh, they done forget about that. They're, they're, everyone is was wicked doing what was best in their own eyes. Yeah, yeah. So this, here's the warning to us. We say we will serve the Lord or we'll do a lot of Christian things. We'll watch a lot of people online right now. A lot of people are watching all these famous preachers online, which is good. Good job, Elevation Church. Good job, Transformation Church. Good job, Village Church. Good job, all those churches out there that are killing it online. Um, you're doing the deal. That's great. And so we'll look to that and we'll get all these resources and we'll fatten ourselves with Christian content, but we do nothing with it. And what begins to happen, Christian, is you idolize Christian culture more than the God that we serve in the first place. We idolize certain churches or ministries. We idolize certain things that should be done or not done. And then we begin to worship those things, right? And so, especially in the in the realm of theology. So I got my theology dudes. And listen, I'm a nerd. I love theology. I love it. Don't get me wrong with it, but I do not idolize theology, the study of God. I don't idolize the study of God above God himself. And you're like, well, how can you do that? Oh, oh, very easy. I know a lot of seminary dudes and ladies that love to know things about God, but yet they, they their life has no, no echo of the love of God at all. But they can tell you the scripture. They can tell you the detail. They can tell you the historical context that I'm missing right now in Joshua. And they'll just lay it out. But there's no relationship with God. They have idolized theology over God. Or it's the opposite. And we can be super just in the culture. You know, we got this... Um, um, we got this Christian culture now that idolizes why we idolize certain people and pastors and things like that. And that, that could be super dangerous and it is dangerous and there should always be accountability. I'm, and there's nothing wrong with pastors being famous or anything like that. I'm not even dogging on that. Like whatever, like that's cool. Like thank God for some of those people like Francis Chan, Matt Chandler, David Platt, um, some of these people, uh, like that are out there just doing the deal, like, you know, Stephen Furtick and Craig Rochelle and just all these different people, like, thank God for some of these different people that are out there that we actually have resources to some things that we probably wouldn't have access to. Right. And so it's cool. Like that stuff's awesome. But what begins to happen is that we idolize them from our hearts. Like we can't be doing all that. Like we'll just, we'll, we'll just, Every, we'll focus our attention on these things. And that's what an idol is. You, you, you focus your attention on that more than anything else. And again, Christian, we have to watch ourselves because we'll add Christian values and principles to things that we idolize and we have to guard our hearts against those things. And then the opposite is this. Listen, if you serve anything or love anything more than God, that's an idol, flat out, plain and simple. And that's what it is. And we need to have this statement, but actually mean it. <laughs> we will serve the Lord our God alone. Alone. 
Will this be true for you moving forward? Will you choose to focus on the Lord instead of this pandemic? Will we be people who trust the Lord and have a firm anchor in his word? This is faith over fear, y'all. Do we trust that God will take care of us and sustain us? I hope you do because guess what? He's using you in this time frame to spread his good news, to share his hope, and to share this new life that we're all living now together. Therefore, we shouldn't idolize anyone. We should only worship God and God alone. And so we need to keep our faith on high. Remember, Revel- remember um, Revelation, uh, that, that whole book. Listen, there's going to be a lot more worse things that are going to happen than Corona. Okay. <laughs> so again, I know we already talked about this. Could this be the end times? It could be. Yes, you are so right. The end of the end of the end of the end of the end times. It so could be. But guess what? It's going to get a lot worse than this. And so if you're stressing now, I would I would have to tell you that I don't think you really love or trust the Lord like you should. And I know that's super harsh to say, but if you're a Christian and you say you love God and you are stressing out right now, you need to check your heart, homie. It's going to get a lot worse than this. Oh, but the Lord's going to take us up. Okay. He, he might take us up sooner. He might take us up later and whatever aspect and whatever you believe, guess what? You're going to have to endure some things and you need to not have this escapism. Oh, when stuff gets really, really bad, we'll be gone. Okay. Well, let's not wait until things get really, really bad. Let's go and preach the gospel now. Okay. Let's not wait. Let's serve the Lord now. Let's build up our faith. We aren't people of fear, but we're people of faith. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. We can be hopeful that God will come through. Our job is to trust him and him alone. We can be hopeful because our God track record is perfect, full of love and mercy and justice, no matter what famine, what disease, violence or disaster comes up, we can trust the Lord. So here I'm going to wrap up with some practical steps. How can you build up your faith? How can we strong and courageous? How can we focus on loving God, uh, then leaning and idolizing and trusting anything else? Read your Bible read your Bible out loud. Now I say this and I I will probably never stop preaching this. Read your Bible. People, Christians aren't reading their Bibles and your faith is depleted because you're not fueling your faith. You're fueling your fear by watching so much TV. And again, there's nothing wrong with being informed, but your information should not supersede your faith and your trust in the Lord. Your information is simply a link to help you pray and to navigate through life and preaching the gospel. Everything should be through this gospel lens. Back to the practical point. Google some verses on hope. I'm not even going to give you some, some, some verses on hope right now in this podcast. Google that mug, look up Bible verses on hope and, and have those tucked in. All right. Help others in need. All right. Help them out. Check on your friends in this season. See how they're doing. Pray for y'all pastor. Just 
do something with your time, right? And so this is the most beneficial thing you can do with your time. Help others in need and support your local businesses and churches and nonprofits that are doing the work out there. Now, I know I was just harping on, hey, don't just give money, do something. This still applies. I want you to do something. I want you to proclaim the good news of Jesus to your family and to your friends online. But I also want you to give radically to people that are in need, okay? There's a lot of people right now, y'all, that are suffering, right? I'm in Illinois, so Illinois, right? Restaurants, I think by the time you listen to this, everyone's not, every restaurant is out right now, but right now, Illinois, no restaurants, can't go, boom. And like, my wife and I survived a decade off of serving tables. We still serve tables. So it's like, oh, so we're out of money because of that. And so it's just like some of those kids that are there live week by week, right? And so there is no money. For some of you that got that really nice job and you can work from home, right? Not everyone's got that. And so there's people that are in need. And so if you, uh, you know, if you you're at a certain restaurant and you know your server or you know them online or whatever, listen, you better go mail them a gas card or something. You better go love on them in some way because they ain't got no money. And so you need to love on them and and share and give them hope and demonstrate Jesus by your gifts. And so chill out. You got a, a week or two. <laughs> no, we got probably got a week left of this quarantine. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But Stay tuned. You got a little bit of a longer episode because it got the little interview. Um, please, you know, rate, do the deal, uh, comment, man, share this uh, with people uh, that would need it. Um, we love y'all. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening. Like and share with everyone you know.